Have you ever been knocked down and found it hard to get up? Have you ever been knocked down and bounced back to come back even stronger? Hi, I'm Gaurav Bhagat and you can call me GB and welcome to the Smash Bashed Yet Not Dashed podcast. A fortnightly podcast where I speak about persistence, perseverance and overcoming the odds to come out ahead. Welcome to episode 4. Happy to share that the podcast now has over 500 downloads and lots of good reviews and feedback. Very grateful and thankful to everyone for their love. I call today's episode The Entrepreneur. Perhaps never before can I think of a time when three sets of people are looking at this term like they are now and all three have different thoughts and are coming to different conclusions. Let me explain. The first are the out of work or those that don't have a job at the moment this would also include recently graduated students who don't have jobs or whose offers are on hold for now the second are the working professionals and these are those who are at their jobs but are toying with the idea of becoming entrepreneurs the third are the entrepreneurs big and small who are navigating their boats through the perfect storm aka the covid-19 pandemic and wondering what does the future hold and if they were better off working at some organization that guaranteed a monthly paycheck before i go further i have a question for you today and that is on entrepreneurship do you think it is the need of the hour or do you think it's overrated and not for you i've had countless conversations in the last few months and there have been so many opinions on this Let's start with the third set of people first and I will state something that I learned at a Grand Cardone boot camp in July 2018 when I went to Miami to meet Grant it's also the time I recorded the video of Grant and me that is on Gaurav Bhagat Academy's YouTube channel so at this boot camp there were some interesting facts mentioned about entrepreneurship and let me share those with you 80% of all businesses fail within 2 years that's 80%. 96% of all businesses that start fail in 10 years. And if you're like, "Yay, my business is 15 years old." Well, many of the 4% that remain struggle to grow. Let me further break this down so you know what I mean. 95% of companies will not hit 5 crores in annual sales. For my overseas listeners, that is roughly 700,000 US dollars. Of the remaining 5%, 95% won't make it to 25 crores. And finally, amongst those that remain, 98% won't make it to 75 crores or roughly 10 million US dollars. And a very very minuscule number will ever ever get to 500 crores. So, let's apply this math to a sample size of 10,000 companies. 9500 companies will not hit 5 crores in sales of the remaining 500 only 25 will make it to 25 crores two out of the remaining 10000 may get to 75 crores and possibly just possibly one will actually make it to 500 crores now those are some pretty rough odds yet i'm not discouraging anyone just stating what i heard at that boot camp 
So did I always want to be an entrepreneur? Let's do a quick flashback. I, of course, come from a family of businessmen. My grandfather on the paternal side had set up Sotpur Potteries on the outskirts of Calcutta, which at its peak was one of the country's big ceramic factories. He also set up Lajpat Potteries, which was almost like a CSR initiative in the late 40s and early 50s for Indian refugees returning from Pakistan and looking for work after being displaced by the partition of India. Both factories eventually shut down, even before I was born. One, because of the communist movement that ravaged Bengal, and the other, because of outsourced management. L.R. Bhagat, though, had created a great business, and while it lasted, was the toast of the town. And the community employed hundreds and hundreds of workers. He passed away before I was born, but I do hear lots of stories about him being strict, dedicated, disciplined, firm and successful. My grandfather from my mother's side, V.P. Puri, used to run a film magazine called Chitra that was published in Hindi and Urdu. And though it didn't have the roaring success that my father's side had, I do believe that he was quite a hit with the film fraternity in the 60s and 70s and would spend a lot of his time with movie stars and some of the big names were even at my parents' wedding in 1974. Shashi Kapoor and Rajinder Kumar being two whose pictures I've actually seen in the albums. People would often ask Mr. Puri how he'd done and how many houses had he built and he would always reply that he'd built four, referring to the four daughters he'd brought up and settled in good marriages. My mother Dolly was his youngest daughter and a lot of people tell me that I get my good looks from my grandfather. Okay, so coming back to my journey as an entrepreneur. It started when I was six. When I started trading comics, opening a library and even submitting stories to Tinkle Comics. I remember when I was around 12, I had my first business card printed. The Bhagat Empire or TBE, which was an offshoot from what my father's company was called at the time. I still didn't have a company, but just thought it was cool to have my business cards printed. At 16, in between the 10th and the 11th grade in school, and after moving from the Lawrence School Sanar to DPS Matra Road, I did a lot of things on the business front. Created multiple board games, the trump cards based on WWF, and even the I Survived the Plague t-shirts with my friend and now very established fashion designer Nikhil Mehra from the house of Shantanu and Nikhil. Some did great, and some didn't. The overall profits, though, I put in the stock market and then the Harshan Mehta crash happened and wiped that out. Easy come, easy go, some friends would say. Well, while it went pretty easily and quickly, it had taken a lot of hard work to actually make. Anyways, few big investment lessons learned even before I was 18. One, invest in what you understand. Two, don't buy something just because everyone else is. And three, learn to manage your money. It hurt though. And then for a couple of years, I didn't do much. Went to college, joined the National Institute of Sales and enjoyed myself as an 18-year-old. All that changed one day. My dad came home and told me that he'd lost everything in a bad business transaction. And on that day, I asked him, if he thought that I should go out and get a job so that I could help. We were walking and I remember he stopped 
looked at me and said, Son, there are some people who are not meant to do a job, but to create jobs for others. And you are the latter. Well, it's been 25 years from that day. And I'm happy to say that I've done relatively well and have been able to create great companies that employ close to 100 people at the moment and have been able to do some good things in this time. Still have a long way to go though. But I do know that I will get to my goal of having 1,000 happy staff members across 7 countries and 14 cities by the 15th of May 2025. So that was about entrepreneurship and me. Has it been easy? No, it never is. You have your ups and you have your downs. There are some weeks when the streaks don't seem like they will end and you start doubting your choices and actions. But in the end, you overcome through sheer persistence and willpower. There is a lot on entrepreneurship in my upcoming book and I will cover more in future episodes of this podcast as well. The book, by the way, has some amazing inputs and gems of advice from some very successful entrepreneurs. People like Deep Kalra, founder of Make My Trip, Sanjeev Bhikchandani, founder of Nokri.com, and Raman Roy, founder of the BPO industry in India. So look out for that one. I've always felt people achieve good things and success because of two reasons. Either it's desperation or it's aspiration. Desperation, that if I don't do something quick, everything will end. An aspiration would be around building something that others and more importantly, they would feel proud of in a few years from now. When my dad told me everything was lost and I had to start consortium gifts with 10,000 rupees drawn on a credit card, those were desperate times. It was either sink or swim. A few years later, when the company started doing better, it was aspiration that drove growth. Aspiration to build a better company. Aspiration to help more people. Aspiration to become one of the best in Asia, if not in the world. Today, when someone asks me, what drives you? And why are you always on? I still say it's a combination of desperation and aspiration. Aspiration to get better every day. And desperation to not fall prey to complacency and negativity and every possible thing that tries to smash and bash. Now, let's move to the next set of people. The people who are either out of jobs, in between jobs, or whose job offer is in a state of limbo because of the COVID situation. I really feel for this segment the most. They're fighting their internal demons and also probably have to face a lot of external negativity from those around them. I believe many from this category will rise to the occasion and start something truly amazing in time to come. Remember, when your back is against the wall, the only way is forward. All you need to do is block out the noise of negativity. Stop listening to those that are saying things are bad and getting worse. Stop listening to the can't do people and eliminate excuses from your own vocabulary. Instead, Surround yourselves with positive people, get positive insights, attend courses and webinars that are of interest to you and just keep working on getting a little better, a little more skilled every day. There is so much that is available online today for free. It does not even cost you anything to start on this journey. There are also really cost-effective courses, mentor groups, Facebook groups, 
that one can join for inputs. A lot of really good people are putting out some really great content on their Instagram, IGTV profiles, and also their YouTube channels. And it costs you nothing to follow them, learn from them, and move forward. I myself am always posting things that I think can help. And if you follow the Gaurav Bhagat Academy on YouTube and see some of the segments we have done in Let's Chat with GB, you'll hear some amazing insights from the likes of Dr. Amanpreet Randazzo, Avi Arya, Viraj Kalra, Harbinder Singh, and some other really good people who we've brought on the shows. Similarly, on my Instagram and IGTV, there are some really good things that can help. You can simply follow this by just following me on Gaurav underscore GBA on both platforms. The thing is, if you don't have anything going for you at the moment, you have two choices. Either sit, complain and do nothing, or start taking small steps every day that get you back on the path to your eventual prosperity. So to everyone that doesn't have a job at the moment and is listening in, just remember, this too shall pass. And it's always darkest before the break of dawn. Don't give in. Just take that next step towards becoming a better version of you. We need to step out of our comfort zones to make the breakthroughs and be willing to do the things that others aren't doing. And that will give you the life that others can only dream of. I heard that from Grant Cardone and considering he is now worth over $400 million after being a broke drug addict at the age of 22, I think it's great advice. He also didn't become an overnight success. It took many years of learning, training and commitment to achieve this. And his is a great story to follow. I'm also honoured to consider him as my mentor and I'm also his sole licensee in India. I'm also happy to share that we have been voted as his top licensee in the world on several occasions, including the last two months of August and September 2020. Now, let's come to the last segment. The people who are at work and now thinking, what next? Should they continue to do what they've done in the past or should they take a chance with entrepreneurship? Million dollar question. And I've known countless friends, associates and even clients who battle with this choice every few days. After all, many of them are very successful at their jobs and getting good salaries. And why would they give up all of that security to take the plunge in the uncertain world of entrepreneurship? Well, let me give you some of my thoughts on why they might. Number one, what they do doesn't relate with their why. Remember what I said about why in the first episode of this podcast? Well, that to my mind is the number one reason why someone would quit their job and start on the road to entrepreneurship. They found something that was broken or wrong or unfulfilled and said, hey, I need to do something about this. Look at some great examples in world and corporate history. I feel that even Gandhiji, the father of the nation, is such a great example of this. The incident on the train in South Africa changed history forever. And you and I and billions of others have a lot to be grateful for. Even in my book interviews with Deep, Sanjeev and Raman, they all said the same thing. There was a larger purpose. 
there was the will to create something that would change the world and that's why they just went ahead and did it. The second reason someone might quit is because they see a lot of things being done wrongly in their organizations or in their industry and all their efforts to reach out to the management are either being disregarded or discarded and one day they just throw up their hands and say, you know what, screw this. I'm just going to go do this on my own, my way and show everyone that there is a better, more efficient and profitable way to do this. Will it succeed? Well, so many more factors at play for that, like luck, skill, team, money, discipline, resources, and more. But hey, at least they tried. The third reason could be a combination of realizing that they're on a sinking ship or simply don't enjoy what they do anymore. Future prospects could look bleak. The organization might be nosediving because of inaction, lack of focus, and a host of internal and external factors. The realization then sets in that either I can hit the eject button now and parachute myself and fly another day or crash and burn. One word of caution here, however, don't think short term and make the decision in haste. Right now, with the economy ravaged by the pandemic, your organizations are witnessing a black swan event and medium term declines don't mean that your organizations are finished. Many entrepreneurs I know are putting in extra efforts and trying everything to revive their engines and will soon start soaring through the skies again. And those that stuck by them in this time should get recognition, big payouts and, well, who knows what else in the future. One big mistake with the instant gratification generation is that impulsive decisions are taken and then regretted, be it at work, relationships or life. As promoters of companies and entrepreneurs listening in, I also want to ask you one question. How do you intend to retain and reward your staff? In some conversations that I've had with consultants in the past years, they've recommended that performing employees should either be retained using employee stock option programs, but those don't have to be given to everyone. I always wondered about ESOPs and wondered about what would happen if the company never does go in for a private placement, stake sale or listing. Then what happens to those ESOPs? They would probably be worth less than the paper they're printed on. I have over the last year been working on a plan where I would like each and every staff member of Consortium Gifts and the Gaurav Bhagat Academy to own some shares of the company. I'm not talking about ESOPs or the employee stock options that would eventually get cashed out, but owning actual shareholding in the company that they can benefit from. And as we grow and move towards a global footprint, they could actually then cash those out at any time. I'm also working on a plan that will give each and every person in the company the ability to buy a home, own a vehicle, and build a little bit of a financial nest egg. It feels great when I hear that someone from the team has put down a payment on a home or has started a new investment. I have a feeling that one of the implications of the coronavirus and the current pandemic is that it will lead to the COVID revolution. Just like the industrial revolution, this time would be a time when more and more people than ever before will take the plunge into entrepreneurship. And while many will fail, some will prosper. And those that will, 
will create a better, cleaner and more efficient world. It's always said that necessity is the mother of invention and right now the world needs a lot of innovation, new thinking and a new breed of people stepping up to change things. As I record this on Sunday the 4th of October 2020, one of the world's most spoken about, controversial and arguably successful entrepreneurs has tested positive with the coronavirus. Yes, is Donald Trump. And while I'm not really a fan of his ways, it is amazing how an entrepreneur became the president of the most powerful nation in the world through sheer grit and determination. I wish him well and hope he comes out of this ordeal with some lessons learned in humility and being mindful to those around him. Stay safe everyone and stay determined to overcome all your challenges too. This is Gaurav Bhagat signing off until next time. Take care.